Bienvenue chez Tout Titan and Hunter, à Destiny de Podcast. Willkommen bei Two Titans and the Hunter, einem Destiny 2 Podcast. Benvenuti a Tout Titans and Hunter, à Destiny 2 Podcast. Yoko Softari no Kyojin to Hunter Destiny 2 no Podcast. Bem-vindo a Two Titans and Hunter, um podcast de Destiny 2. Добро пожаловать в подкаст Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 Podcast. Two Titans and Hunter, a podcast Bem-vindo a Two Titans and a Hunter, um podcast Destiny 2. I don't know what the hell just happened. Drunken Russian podcasting? Uh, that wasn't... Is it Russian? That wasn't Russian. Couldn't tell if it was Russian. That was definitely Russian Spanish. History. Yeah. Yep, definitely Spanish. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Spanish. Don't lie to me. No, that was definitely, uh, yeah. Konnichiwa, Titans. Konnichiwa. <laughs> That's Japanese, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chinese. I don't watch the proper children's programs to tell me how to say hello in different languages. Back in my day, we had Sesame Street and Three to One Contact, and that's all you got. Oh no, I just I just watch way too much anime. <laughs> if it's not a large a large yellow bird telling me things, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. Did you see that? Even Sesame Street got political. I couldn't believe it. I don't watch Sesame Street anymore, dude. Me and my kid were watching Sesame Street, and they started talking about politics. Are you, Elmo do you, started talking do you, politics. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you think I've watched Sesame Street in the last, I don't know, 20 years? I don't know. Because I have I to because I have kids. Well, despite your insistence, I still don't have any. So, unfamiliar. Look, I don't insist you have children. I just say that you do because I'm an idiot. And I get you and parody names mixed. <laughs> Damn it! You and me! <laughs> See? Case in point! Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast, a show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. So what makes us different, you may ask? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news and information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now... On with the show. I laugh only because I do the same goddamn thing, and we're very good at this. <laughs> oh. Thank God there's only three of us. If there were like four or six people, it would just be it it just be an even bigger disaster somehow. It's insane, man. And when we have to get what nine of us together for that one episode? Oh my oh, god, yeah, no, that's a terrible idea. Um, but uh, that being said, I think it's just because your name is easier to say in my brain. It just defaults to that. doesn't matter who I'm talking about. I could be talking about, you know, Night Demon or Fuzzco or any of these other people. Parody is just the first name that pops into my head because it's just the easiest one to say, man. It's when you want to take in vain most, most readily. That's all. I get it. That's right. Also, did you watch the movie of the week where that girl makes her own hunter cloak, like, by hand? I did. I didn't see it as a movie of the week, <laughs> but I saw it somewhere on Twitter before that. And, yeah, it's... Yeah. That's dedication. That is dedication. And, of course, she's a hunter main, obviously. Uh, good for her. Because there's not enough and, material um, in the world to make Titan armor or anything, because you would need all the <laughs> material just for the shoulder pads, and then all you'd have is shoulder pads. 
Yeah, but she she made a beautiful cloak. So what we're talking about, if y'all if y'all haven't seen the movie of the week, is this woman or girl or whatever. She made um a Titan cloak by hand with actual feathers as like a memorial to I guess people she used to play with. What? You just you just said no no, no. I said Titan cloak. Shh. Yeah, no, I did. A hunter cloak. <laughs> My bad. Look, I've been up for a grand total of fifteen minutes. Leave me alone. Um, but a hunter cloak made out of like actual feathers, and then on each individual feather, she like drew a picture of somebody I guess she used to play with and doesn't anymore or something, and made the whole cloak out of it. And I was like, "Daggone, that's dope!" So, give her credit. Watch her video; she's earned it. Made from real hunters. Now, made from real hunters. That's right. I, I thought this week we'd start off with doing some international welcomes to two titans this week. So, why did you record some? What are you doing now? The reason I'm doing this is especially because you're a psychopath. No, it's especially to, uh, as a shout out to my, our French companions across the pond from me because they've really helped me out this week. And this is a special message for them. juste remercier tous nos auditeurs internationaux, en particulier ceux de France, et j'ai pu acheter cette semaine une précommande pour la série Xbox X sur Amazon France. Je ne comprends pas. That was, I was able to order my Xbox Series X from French Amazon this week because I couldn't get one in the UK. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for French Amazon, the French, just anybody in general on that side of the pond. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. For our French speakers out there, I'm hoping they're laughing at my little joke, but I'm guessing my two other people don't know enough French to know what I said. <laughs> I barely no. speak one language. And I don't even do that well. <laughs> You've heard me over the last 80, 87 weeks. Right. I struggle with one. We're not trying to introduce a second. No, it was it was a it was a joke because he said all that stuff in French, and I said "je ne comprends pas," which means I don't understand. You know, just to basic to put it basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I understand. Now, can can we kind of keep the volume down this week? Because I'd like to welcome everybody to the show. I am joined by my Titan brethren, Parody, and the hunter that is still in timeout, Respawn. We are not joined by another little Titan, because he's in another room in the house, and we're going to be very quiet so that he doesn't hear that we're recording this early. So it is a power play, I see. <laughs> you cut out again. You're just notorious for cutting out, Hunter. No, it's not. It's, it's the software can't handle me, man. It's so stupid. Something can't handle you. Why we have this conversation. Software? Just load this up. software, this software right here that we're using to record, can't handle me. Craig can handle you. Craig it's can't handle you're me on your end. I'm not doing anything on my end. All that stuff that I've added, I've uninstalled. Right now, Craig is recording directly from my mic with nothing in between. Okay. Well, a whole lot in between, but. Listen, there's not a whole lot between my ears, but we're not talking about that. 
so as he's not here this week, I will tell you what's happening next week in Destiny. But he is here this week, and no, he's, um, he's in the other room, and you're being sketchy about it. Well, no, you see, I'm in my room, which is hidden away, that he has to climb a ladder to, which I've taken away the ladder so that he can't get to me. Tag on, dude! And I've given uh, him unlimited screen time on his Xbox, so he's he's there. He's on the other side of the wall, so that's why I'm trying to be quiet. Listen, so next if week in ends Destiny, up popping up next to the mic, and he ends up doing some secret squirrel super spy Mission Impossible stuff, anything. you do realize he is going to take over your spot if he, he still is. manages to get in He's here. already told okay. me it's, it's his show. I, I okay. Like, no, it's not your show. You stay there. Not yet. Mm. He's gone from Titan to Hunter in just one week. <laughs> Sneaky hunters. So next week in Destiny, you can show Lord Saladin that you have a fighting spirit with the Iron Banner when it returns. And that's quite short because we I think we only had it like two weeks ago, didn't we? Because we had it the same week that we had the Traveler's Chosen Quest. Then mm. I think we had last week, maybe this is week three. So yeah, it's back really quickly. Uh, the Crucible beckons with answering the call f- with Extra Valor and Team Scorch and Showdown returning. And Showdown is what parody? Well, Showdown's two teams of four who are going to vie for dominance by seeing which team can score the most kills in a timed round. There are five rounds, and if one team wins three of those five rounds, they win the match. Otherwise, uh, you have to fight fight for supremacy until somebody wins, and if you don't sort it out in the first four rounds, your fifth round's a sudden death. Hmm. But let's face it, nobody's going to be playing that, because we're all going to be playing Iron Banner. And picking up those four bounties to get the powerful rewards to all get to 1060 by the end of the season. I'm so close and I've not done one raid this season to get to 1060. And I think Blue, uh, yeah, I think Blue Screen's exactly the same. He's in the same boat. He's now getting 1060 gear. And all we've done is kind of dungeons every now and then and things like that. So this is a good point to get some extra rewards to get you up to a higher level, get you started for the next season. And then we can destroy Savathun's envoy in the festering corn nightfall. The ordeal. No extra bits this week. They, you know, we haven't got our flashpoint. Um, it's not double rewards in the ordeals. So, just Iron Banner. Exactly. Just Iron Banner. But Iron Banner's good. You always say that. I, I mean, it's only good if you're playing with friends, in my opinion. But to be Destiny, for the most part, is only really good when you're playing with other friends. Hmm. Iron Banner is just another one of those. Now, is this going to be the week where they finally have like the solo Iron Banner playlist? No, because that's Beyond Light. <laughs> which, which would uh, have been... That's right. I mean, you're technically not wrong in the overall scheme of things, because normally this would have been Beyond Light time, back in the before times, before the world ended. <laughs> but right now, yeah, right. so we are, we, are, we are now officially in the, in the super extended, deep B-cut, extra extended version of Season of Arrivals. Mm. Is, we are now past our, our, you know, our original September drop date for Beyond Light. So we're in unexplored territory. So at the beginning of this week, we had Destiny 2 update 2.9.2.1, which Parody and the rest of us weren't really sure what was actually being included in this update. We thought it was just for the Xbox Game Pass being integrated into the Destiny system. But it turns out that it wasn't that, was it, Parody? 
Well, I mean, I'm sure it was part of that, maybe, but also, uh, <laughs> it, it also refurbished. It gave you the ability for the refurbished Black Armory shader will now drop 100% of the time when dismantling Black Ar- Armory refurbished weapons acquired from completing Forge Ignition activities. Yeah, I'm struggling to read already this morning, and I'm guessing I've seen a couple of people on Twitter that were, you know, completing their their titles. So I'm guessing maybe it was tied to something in that and wasn't dropping one of those. It drops every fifth blue moon after you kill a vex while eating a sandwich or something. I don't know, but, but it also, you know, it also, they also address the other bug where the, you know, the game will crash or if you shoot too many arrows into a Titan barricade and I much like you, you know, saw this, read this, said, Oh, you know, that seems bad. We maybe shouldn't do that. Um, I, I will. This is where I'll drop a slight tease for later in the episode, where Night Demon will give us the in-depth breakdown of. The no, I, I, I will tell video. you now. Oh, I will tell you now. We we'll just drop it in now. You're gonna let us skip all skip all the way to the end, where where she's she's. Well, that's the, normally tips, tricks, guides, and builds. This is just cheese forever explaining uh, exactly what went down with this bug and what it actually did. And how we brought as a little highlight. Yeah, as a highlight to it, it wasn't that it just crashed the game for you. I mean, he explains that if you were in a trials match and you did this, just shooting your own barricade with arrows, you would crash the game for every player. So every player on the opposite team, (laughs) every player on your team. lobby on every game mode, every game type, doesn't matter what it is. You know, he's on Xbox, so it would bring you back to the So it would crash the server. It, it, it would it would crash that game instance. Yeah, whoever whoever was your your game host, it crashed that. It, you know, if you're on Xbox, it would kick you all back to the dashboard. It hard crashed the Destiny what? game. Yeah. What? And I thought, yeah, oh I thought my it was god, interesting I was that, so busy this week. I had no freaking idea. I thought it was interesting oh, that Cheese actually man. made a video explaining this in great detail. So that that will be linked in the show notes for anybody that wants to go and check it out and listen to. Well, I'm, totally, exactly I'm checking it out right now. Yeah. We're, we're, or cheese is is you know an unpaid as he says unpaid Bungie tester and uh, has now confirmed that at least one person from Bungie doesn't you know does subscribe to him so when when we find out about the bugs so does Bungie yeah yeah I, so is it only is it only like because he's using Trinity Goal is it only Trinity Goal no, or is no, it every it's, it's every it's type. every bow Trinity Goal just goes quicker because you can shoot three arrows into a barricade at once so you just get there quicker so it crashes faster but no as you said every every bow works oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah so basically before they put the patch in you know throw up a Titan barricade and he and one other one other guardian just unloaded into the barricade with a Trinity Goal and after about six or seven shots each the game just crashes. It just oh, you know, hard crashes you, kicks you out to the dashboard. Does it do that for the Titan bubble too? Uh, do we know? Well, it doesn't do it for anything. Well, did it do it for the Titan bubble? I guess I, I don't know. Well, okay, okay, but to be fair, oh, who in their right mind would can't. be shooting a barricade with a bow? Don't get me wrong, I love bows, but when a barricade is up, you're not shooting it. With yeah, bows. but let's say Someone let's say is. you're a Titan. No, let's say that you're a Titan with the armor pieces that allow you to shoot through your barricade. And sure. you you didn't have those equipped, yet you were standing on the other side of it, just shooting through, thinking, why are these arrows getting stuck? Ah, I'm doing something wrong. Somebody shoots you from the other side with an arrow, and it completely crashes, and you find the bug. That's how it happens. No, I get the Titan trying to shoot through it. 
But what idiot is trying to shoot the Titans barricade with a bow? Well, if you've got that was my question. Or the if you're using the Telesto theory of if I just shoot things, eventually someone will die. Yeah, yeah. Like the Monarch, you could keep shooting it and it gives it damage over time. So if you just keep shooting the damn thing. Yeah. If you're the Monarch poisons the barricade? Sure, yeah. We'll go with that. No, 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 no. I'm asking him because he just said it gives it damage over time. I didn't think it could poison a a, a non-living object. Not with that kind of attitude, it can't. (laughs) Obviously, and I apologize. I'm just confused. (laughs) I don't know. You know, we we don't know who. Well, actually, you know, G says in the video who you know who sort of brought to his attention quietly, and then he he went off and did some testing to you know prove it and determine it and make the video and go, hey, Bungie, did he actually let our let our favorite uh, community manager GM, DMG know know about who then kicked it into Bungie? And it was sort of fun because he's able to see, you know, from the YouTube analytics, he made a private video at first to give to DMG mm-hmm. privately because he had, you know, his sort of private DM from when he won the uh, fashion show last year or something sometime. So it, really? so it was sort of fun. He was able to, Cheese was sort of able to see, like, you know, not obviously who at Bungie it went to, but like, you know, sort of, where it got passed to, where it got shared, and how many people viewed it. So he's like, I watched it, DMG watched it, and 17 other people at Bungie watched it. Mm. You know, that like that original report. So it's just sort of, it's sort of fun to sort of trace like the, you know, the path of some of these just going, he's like, I, I could tell it was shared through here and shared through here and shared through this system. And they 100% you know, need, need to start to giving analytics. Cheese money for this. Cheese and, um, and our other friend, uh, the Map Explorer. Okay. Yes, thank you. They absolutely need to start paying these guys for finding all these things, man, because they find a lot of them. Yeah, but then they wouldn't be able to do what they do. Why not? Because they'd be on the payroll. And I'm sure so? that'd be part of the NDA that you can disclose stuff, even if you find stuff when you're not working for them. I'm sure there's a whole rigmarole behind I it. I didn't say they need to work for Bungie. I said Bungie needs to pay them. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. But bug bounty why not? System. They can be contractors. Bug bounty right? system outside the uh, security realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean that aside, right? Let's just think about this. You're playing a ma- You're playing a match of Crucible, or actually, probably even better, you're playing a match of um, uh, Gambit, right? Your team is getting completely destroyed by guys that are teabagging you and your team. You're like, oh, okay, you want to teabag me? <laughs> Pop your barricade, Titan. <laughs> now you guys don't win this match. <laughs> oh, I would have trolled so hard if I knew that that was a thing. I'd have done it on purpose, just cause. And and this is and this is precisely why she says in the video. You know, I didn't I didn't put this out publicly. We kept this very quiet because he said you know, otherwise trials absolutely would have been canceled if this were out in public knowledge. So he's like, you can thank me for not getting ca- trials canceled and keeping this on the DL to report to Bungie. No, he she definitely should have told it. I mean, it would have been like another laser tag weekend kind of, right? It's just instead of uh, no, killing everybody with no. one shot, nobody gets to play. Yeah, no, that's no, not the same thing. Laser tag weekend, at least you could play out. Your game crashing and honestly having to sit through the game reloading every single time would have been infuriating. So we had a Bungie blog post this week, didn't we? Just before the 12, I think it was the day before, where they... Title it 100% chance of snow. 
Did you guys see this? I did, which which really just feels like you know a long seven year journey to to make Frozen the top tier clan in all of Destiny. Because this is see, we didn't know at the time we were planning this out this many years yeah, in advance. You but didn't know. You know. Here, here we are, one hundred percent chance of snow. Frozen clan. This is our time to shine. This is what we we're built yeah. for. So on the frozen moon of Europa, Eremus, the fallen Kel, exploits a dark power to grow her army's strength. The vanguard's attention is demanded. The allure of this ancient power clouds your focus and tempts you with darkness. Stasis whispers in your ears before you even arrive. You touch down in the snow-covered clearing. The distress signal from Varix is still lingering in your ears. So who's Varix? Uh, Prisoner of Elders! Ha <laughs> ha! Yes... Yeah, but no, you have to explain this to people that don't know what Prison of Velders Varix so, is. So Varix is... Actually, Varix is a complicated creature. We should do, like, a lore on Varix, right? Because Varix, whenever you, whenever you first come in contact with Varix, he's hosting something called the Prison of Elders, which allows us as Guardians to fight people in the Prison of Elders, and we used to get really good loot from it, right? So initially, you think that Varix is your friend because he helps out Guardians, he helped out the Queen, he helps out us right but later on come to find out he's not really our ally he's the ally of his people right and it was in his mind his best interest to help us because that was the best way to help his people now who who are his people what is he the the fallen okay yeah so at some point in time during destiny 2 we find out that he's bounced out. Why did he bounce out? Because he found out that um, him doing what he's doing wasn't the best way to help his people. So he went off uh, to go help them independently. And now we don't know if he's friend or foe until we get to Europa, right? Because that was that was a big question. Is he still our friend? Is he now our enemy or whatever? Because his best interest, he, he's, he's always been looking out for the fallen, right? That's has been his, his thing from day one. It just happened to coincide with our goals at the time but mm. now if our goals no longer match is he still friend we won't know yet yeah so originally so, he was an npc wasn't he on at the reef that was it yeah he was an npc at the reef and you'd go to him to buy stuff and trade stuff and then he would be the voice in the prison of elders in destiny one and as respawn said he disappeared when destiny 2 came around a lot of the npcs kind of did i mean we had eva levante who's kind of come back every now and then different things but these these guys were kind of permanent in the destiny architecture for destiny one they were merchants yeah so they were just like always there Mm. yeah and so varix Varix was our kel of kells he was formerly known as varix the loyal he's a fallen kel and former warden of the prison of elders and while he belongs to the House of Judgment, he has no loyalty to any of the members of the House of Wolves or any of the other Kells. So he's one of the few fallen who's remained loyal after the Wolf Rebellion to the Queen of the Reef, acting as one of her advisors. And in D1, he sold you know fallen-themed things to Guardians from the Reef. And he speaks to us through a modified servitor called the Warden to guard the prison and communicate to Guardians. And he later fled the prison after a talk with Fickrule, the fanatic, and became a new form of the Kell of Kells, though still loyal and representing the House of Judgment. And we haven't seen him since, until now. Ooh. But we met the warden, didn't we? That was one of the bosses in the Prison of Elder Strikes that we have to now do. Mm-hmm. So the big servitor that you have to destroy in in the arena at the end, that's the servitor that Varix used to talk to. So the voice in that is Varix, but it's kind of very warped in what its ideals are at that point. 
when we get in the strike. He went. Yeah, no. I I actually like Varex because he he's one of the the characters in Destiny Two that isn't just flat out you're a good guy, flat out you're a bad guy. No, he's he's complicated in it, and I hope that Bungie uses his complicated background for the sake of Europa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, our uh, our lore guy, um, chalk this up because I'd really like to have a lore completely on him because it's it's very interesting. <laughs> Don't make me have to do it because I'm going to screw it up again. And somewhere, somebody asked us to do our best Ferrix impression. I don't remember which episode it was. No, that was so, uh, a long time ago. That was a that long was time long. ago. So if you can find that deep cut, you can hear us all doing very terrible Ferrix impressions. <laughs> One of us actually sounded like Yoda. Wasn't it Wasn't it you, Parody, that tried to do Varix and it sounded like Yoda? Who knows? I don't remember. I, remember. I just vaguely <laughs> remember doing this and then laughing hilariously afterwards. For, We're dumbass. So, for none of us. Are <laughs> so further on in the blog post, they talk about the storm systems. Now, we, we kind of had snow in Destiny 1 when you went to the Plaguelands, but I think they're kind of turning this up to 11, as they say later on. You know, the desolate, icy, hostile surface of the Jupiter moon offers the perfect environment for snowstorms. And Europa design lead Alex Velicity recalls, we were brainstorming and Ed Bresen, European world art lead, proposed the idea of a blizzard to help sell the fantasy of a harsh environment. Nice. And they, they've tested it and there's a lot of input onto this. And they wanted to know if it goes to 11. So the dynamic weather was such a huge step for Destiny team, but it was just the first. Knowing that a real storm doesn't suddenly appear and disappear with the exact same features every time, the team looked at different ways they could immerse the players into oncoming and departing storms. What well, usually starts with, you know, wrong colored clouds off in the distance. <laughs> right? No, but I mean, they watched a lot of nature documentaries, movies, and games, said Mark Goldsworthy, a creative lead on the skies and lighting team. Then we created our own spin on it as we imagined how this would look and feel on the Jupiter moon in Destiny they settled on a handful of variables that when blended could organically grow or diminish a storm based on the needs of the story. As a result, weather on Europa comes in three basic flavors. So the first has no storm at all. This is what Europa would look like with the new weather system, clear skies, fresh snow, perfect skiing weather. Uh, consider this the smooth sailing that you'll be doing on the icy moon. Second, during a light storm, the wind picks up, snowfall increases around you and is largely aesthetic. The light storm blots out the sun and completely obscures the starry skies above you. This alone dramatically changes the feel of the destination. And then three, when the heavy storm hits, the sky is heavily obscured. The wind roars and the snow flurries become even more violent. The mid-ground is difficult to see, if not for the faintly visible silhouettes. It would be nearly impossible to navigate at all. Players are encouraged to stick closer to cover and move with intent. Impact up your gotcha. Yeah, it's also worth remembering that just because the weather picks up doesn't mean the moon's combat disappears. So even though it looks like the snow is shooting at you, it's not. So with nearly zero visibility, a fallen cow to stop, it may not hurt to pack a thermal scope. Although most of the scopes in Destiny, when you zoom in, kind of, I'm, I'm just guessing, don't, don't they? Outline the enemy red, red. Red outline, yeah. They No, they do not. Only special scopes do. Ah, Okay. Special scopes and special perks. So there's our there's our metaphor, metaphor beyond light. Thermal scopes all around. Every weapon. 
Yeah. yeah, like like just just grab a regular weapon and look through the scope, and then grab the miter multi tool and look through the scope. The miter multi tool outlines them in a red outline, right? So you'll see the difference when you look through the two scopes. And a lot of other guns in Destiny do have that scope. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a de facto thing mm-hmm. in the game. They've also put a lot of effort into the sound of the squall as well. So they go into a bit of detail about how they've, you know, recorded audio and made it sound like you know you're in this intense storm and um they do have some audio that you can play on the um, blog post so we will link that in the show notes if you are interested in having a look at that so it sounds like it's all visual right because if the storm if if the weather is going to be dynamic then it should affect round trajectories right because if it's heavy wind and heavy snow, our rounds are not going to fly the same way. Well, that's, right? that's one thing they talked about. They did they did mention in this post talking about like could it knock you off your sparrow? Should it change grenade trajectories? So they said you know they did one of their we found a happy medium between. So I have a feeling if you try to throw a grenade into that into that snowstorm, that grenade should be stuck on your forehead here in a second. I have a feeling. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm hoping, right? I mean, that, that should mess you up in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not only with thrown objects and rounds, but also just traversing, right? In the thick snow, it's going to be harder for you to move in a blizzard because of the wind and the thick snow than it is without, right? So you're going to be constantly slowed. Are they going to go that far in depth? Probably not, because that, I guess, would ruin the player experience if you have to move slower, right? But to me, even if it ruins you know, the whole movement experience, that does make a world more immersive to someone like me that appreciates those kinds of details so i mean i don't know man and plus half of our sparrows look like freaking freaking um snow skis anyway so <laughs> yeah hard time walking jump on your sparrow just keep going right does yeah. the santa claus sleigh sparrow become the best one for europa by default because it can already <laughs> oh not just that one we have another one that was christmas themed hold on hold on but that one's yeah, and there's also another sled But it's better than the Santa one because, you know, it works all the time instead of just (laughs) Just Christmas. Yeah. All right, hold on. I use it on my hunter. Give me a second to look it up. It's called the... Scrolling, 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 scrolling through my Destiny Manager. There it is. Alpine Dash. Well, there we go. There's two, two good sled options then. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so so now you know with our new with these new spears are we going to have one that does you know better better low light visibility better high beams for driving through europa better traction <laughs> icy conditions low? can i get one with fog lamps is that an option possibly we had horns in destiny one so why not fog lamps in destiny two because apparently they're too hard to put into play, I guess. I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I still want my horn back, man. I don't care if it's annoying other players. Actually, no. I want it because it annoys other players. You want particularly because it annoys other players. Yeah. So I'm really curious. And that, you know, they don't touch on it here because this was just the introduction to, hey, we built a weather system, so that's fun. Huzzah. If you're playing in a Gambit or a Crucible match or something else that takes place on Europa, might there be storms? Hmm, I sure hope so. Imagine trials with that. You suddenly get a snowstorm in and, and it blocks your visibility for everything. That is amazing. Oh, everything becomes melee. Melee trials! I, would, I was just going to say, that sounds like a feature, not a bug to me. That sounds like right. Titans reigning supreme there. Titans reign supreme in PvP anyway. 
in your dreams. And just not play enough PvP. Everyone, please no. play into the show and tell Respawn he's wrong. It's all hunters in PvP, the occasional warlock, and the occasional super good titan. But it's- We're not talking about how many people play in PvP. There's just more hunters, so yeah, more hunters are going to play. But just because there's more hunters playing PvP doesn't mean they're the best class for PvP. And Fusco will back me up on this, dude. As far as PvP goes, there is no other class better uh, than the Titan. It's it's along the same kinds of logics as <clears throat> Guardian games. There's more of us, but we don't bother to actually do any of the Guardian games. So therefore, we should still win by default, but we can't be bothered. So we'll let the Titans win and then just moan afterwards. No, that has nothing to do with it. No, yeah. the reason the same, reason we say this is theory. because Titans have more one-shot abilities than any other class in the game. And these one-shot abilities work at close range or long range because you also have a lot of roaming supers that just destroy in one hit, right? We've no, there, this, there is a whole... Out. We've been down this rabbit hole a long time. Well, no, because yeah, you're comparing apples to oranges. No. We're not talking about Guardian Games type we've stuff. We're talking about the Titans overall... Agree to disagree. So you didn't miss much there. Respawn just reiterated what he said over several podcasts previously. If you want to go back and listen to those, you're more than welcome. Anyway, let's continue. What lies beneath the ice? A dark obelisk silently beckons you, watching from the barren clearing on the frozen moon. Water lies beneath the ice. We know this already. Those who came before you did not leave this place gracefully. The ruins of a once bustling cityscape tell a tale of ambitious and loss and somewhere beneath centuries of ice lost golden age technology await your steady grasp seek the truth wherever it lies so this is an update to the stasis kind of beyond light page that they've done that they go into a little bit of more of an explanation they released a trailer which i won't go into great detail about but i can tell you that ibontis this week goes into various depths of this of unbelievable depths with this he does uh, a trailer breakdown and the blog post breakdown in two videos one is nine minutes long and the other is 36 minutes long and he goes into all the speculation you can think of to kind of get excited about the new expansion including the old npc which we re- referred to as varix returning the eremis encounter story and activity possibilities so both of those are worth a watch because they are really really good and really interesting so if you scroll down past mm-hmm. the trailer, there yep. is the map of Europa that we're going to be exploring. And it starts up in the top corner, top left-hand corner, with Eventide Ruins. Then just below that to the right is the Asturian Abyss. Back over to the left is the Cadmus Ridge. Then you've got towards the bottom the Sharon... Is it Sharon's? Car- Sharon's... Sharon's Crossing? And below that, you've got Beyond, which is interesting. There's a lot of different parts to this, because mm. the ruin, the ruins is the you know, the end of an old is the ruins of an old Clovis Bray colony. The the Asterian Abyss has you know some sort of vex structure underneath it. Uh, there's another buried Bray exos, exoscience facility on Cadmus Ridge. The site of Europa's communication center and the origin of the distress, distress signal by Varix is at Caron's Crossing. 
And then beyond just has a uh, big pyramid sitting there waiting for us. An old friend sits in the clearing overlooking the conflict between light and dark. An old friend, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Our friend. Oh, is that Varix? Is that probably Varix or no? Well, there's a big pyramid, so I don't know if he's the old friend or if the pyramid's the old friend. I'm not sure if we're friends with pyramids. They don't seem very friendly. They don't seem very friendly, but in that one show that we had, um, we don't know if they're necessarily enemies, right? So who knows, man? They just want hugs. They just want darkness hugs, man. Come on, everybody needs a hug, even if you're made out of evil. The warm, um, the warm and great, <laughs> large. Wait, what? what? So I'm really curious, like, do you guys have any sense of the scope of like how big Europa is? It looks to me about the size of like the moon with how they got everything bunched up like this. I think it looks bigger than the moon. I think it looks around the same size as I'd say the Tangled Shore. Because the Tangled Shore it's got kind of that area like beyond where it just goes off into no man's land where you originally start the story that you can kind of uh-huh. go back to. But it, it's just like this vast area that you don't really use anymore since you get past that part in the story then you get into the main area for forsaken which is where the sharon's or yeah where the sharon's crossing is and then you've got the other three areas that you can kind of go to but maybe it's even bigger than that maybe it's yeah i mean i was looking at this map going yeah like i, I it sort of seems you know like moon size rectangle short but is this, you know, is like, is this to scale? If if I sit this next to another map, is it about the same? So that's what I was trying to figure out. This, I mean, because I've heard mm. it, like, it looks like a really huge area if there's five playable areas. But I wonder if it's one of those, you know, like in Beyond, we'll visit there when we get there, and maybe the crossing, and then is that the last time we see any, you know, sort of like, you know, yeah, they're there, but you never go back to them because there's no reason to after that. And we're primarily but... If we're saying all this, right, I would think that with as much hype as they're putting behind this and especially having to move it back, this map should be minimum EDZ size, you know, minimum. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, you know, and I'm asking because I was you know, too lazy to do the research and did did look at this map earlier this week because someone's put out a sort of like, like the high def version of the map without all of the extra trimmings on it, just the map itself, which is just a uh-huh. you know, pretty little piece of artwork. But yeah, I, I would, and I'm sure someone on Reddit or someone in a video somewhere has done a. We've put this, you know, put this map next to the map of EDZ and Moon and whatever, and here are the sizes. But I'm I not think that. it's one of the things that Bontis discusses in his video. Yeah. I see. Yeah, so go listen to a Bontis; he'll tell you. Mm, lovely. Yeah, he's more God, I really hope we get into enemy time, man. I'm, I'm. God, do you guys feel the same way that you're just tired of fighting the same people over and over again? Enemy type. I definitely heard words, but it was not enemy type. Anime Titan was where my brain went at first. (laughs) No, I said enemy type. No, I said I I do hope that we we get a new enemy type because I am tired of fighting the same enemies over and over and over. I don't want another reskin. I don't want to fight this. I don't want to fight more Vex in Europa. I don't want to fight more Fallen on Europa, although we might have to if if our our friend is there. You're going to have Vex covered in ice. You're going to have Fallen covered in ice. It's good. You might even have some scorn covered in ice. Cabal covered in ice. I, I don't want more of the same, dude. <laughs> Give me new enemies, not just reskins. Come on. Well, there, there was a couple of interesting shots in the trailer, wasn't there? There was a few new Vex that we saw in the trailer. Oh and... God. What? There's there's a, there's the exo the exo army we're gonna have to fight under the ice. 
Yeah. Now that would be interesting to have to fight other humans. No, no, that no, would no. be interesting. Exos. Humans, exos, a bunch of exos. Yeah, but exos used to be humans. I count them as exos the same. Exos deep in cold no, storage. No, no. K nine, ten, and eleven. They're waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> in, in one specific shot in the trailer, there is a shot of what looks like a vex trying to mind meld or trying to put its consciousness into an exoskeleton. So that's interesting. We could have the vexos. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, parody. Trademark, right here. You heard it first. <laughs> not the first. I'm sure not the last to make that joke, but I appreciate but, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're the first ones to get it recorded. Let's go. Yeah, but whether we get it out <laughs> on time for other people. Uh, it, it was recorded first. There's timestamps on those files. That's fine. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Anyway. So, um, yeah, no, fighting a humanoid like a Vexo, Vexo, I just said it accidentally, like an Exo uh, would be great. Also, I want to fight some shadow people, right? I, I, come on, Bungie, help yeah, me out here, man. The Fallen, as you can see in, in some of the trailer shots, they shoot frozen stuff at you. So you're fighting against Stasis. It's still a reskin. <laughs> Clearly, sir, you, you must be new here to this Bungie world. When we had SIVA, they dumped SIVA on top of things. We're going to dump ice on top of things. And also, you're fighting the Blizzard. The Blizzard's a new, a new uh, enemy type. NPC. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do make a good point. This, the whole SIVA thing, I was a fan of. Okay, so, so I'll concede my point for now to see how it plays out because of parodies SIVA reference. Welcome to Destiny 2, Cold SIVA. Just wait till you get to the jumping puzzle in the raid with the snowstorms. Yeah, <laughs> with the with the grenades you have to use to traverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grenade you have to throw onto the wall to make a new platform to jump onto that the that the, the wind then knocks out of your hand. Yeah, yeah, gonna be fun. So as respawn, you haven't got much to say this week because there's no respawn Aww. to report roundup. Would you like to take us through the twelve? All right, so where am I? T talking tech? Is that what we're doing? The top of the twelve. This week at Bungie for the 24th of September, 2020. Go. So I'm literally starting at the top. Okay. Well, we covered a lot of this. I thought I was just going to skip it. You can skip some of it. All right. Well. Um, and hence, which back to the we covered. This week at Bungie, the weather is changing. Do you feel that? The slight chill in the air? It's time to prepare for a colder climate. Guardians, Europa has no sympathy for the unprepared. You might want to come with a weapon or two, because frigid storms aren't the only danger to be found here. Don't be afraid, though. An old friend will be waiting for your arrival. The weather may be brutal, but that won't stop you from exploring this frontier. Take a look at the map of Europa, and be sure to check out our most recent weather forecast. Then we get into the whole Europa report. 100% chance of snow. You now have less than seven weeks to get ready. Don't get caught in the cold without a plan. November 10th is coming quickly, and we're eager to see how long you can survive. <laughs> Moving on, it is a pass. But for games. Earlier this week, Forsaken and Shadowkeep became available on Xbox Game Pass. With Beyond Light on the way, there is no better time to gear up and get acquainted with what's going on in the world of Destiny. A few housekeeping notes for Guardians who are being freshly resed in the Cosmodrome. 1. You'll need to download Destiny 2, Forsaken, and Shadowkeep to access this content. 
Without Destiny 2, you can't, in fact, launch the game. For new Guardians joining our ranks, though, Xbox Game Pass, we have a help article specifically for you. Our help forms are also available at any time you hit a snag on your way to the tower. If you encounter any issues accessing game content or Xbox-related services, please refer to Xbox Support. Eyes up, Guardians, and welcome to the community. I had the whole, that uh, that Freddy Krueger feel just now, the whole welcome to my nightmare for a second. You guys know what I'm talking about? You ever watched Freddy Krueger growing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, I, I just thought you were doing a voice. I was doing a voice, but no, that, that very that very last part, welcome to the community. I just had the whole welcome to my nightmare like vibe going on. Okay. <laughs> Ye old banner of iron. A few weeks back, we announced the extension of the season of arrivals, noting that we'd be adding a few fun things between September 22nd and the new November 10th launch date of Beyond Light. First, we featured some double ordeal loot on the Lake of Shadows. This week, Drifter has been upping the ante with triple infamy. Next week, Lord Solidhead will return with triple valor, themed weapons, and armor. His pinnacle power bounty rewards. That was not supposed to be its own sentence. My bad, I can't read. Don't go in thinking it'll be easy to snag some loot, though. Control is the name of the game, and power is, in fact, enabled. If you haven't risen through the pinnacle band yet, you may find yourself facing a raid boss or two on the other team. Iron Banner does start on the 29th of September and ends on the 10th of October. Nope. Six of October. There's a yeah. There's six and a ten there. It's the other way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why Sorry, you, military. Why you suddenly read American and then read European. <laughs> because, like, okay, so the twenty nine. You got to keep in mind. I'm used to reading dates also in military, and military doesn't like Europeans, right? Because uh, we're the so best. the first one I read in American because it's twenty nine, right? Obviously, there's not twenty nine months, but then my brain defaulted to military time on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> we're starting to anyway. end in June, three months. We're actually going back in time with this Iron Band. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so there will be a few more weeks with increased rewards for Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit. So stay tuned for more announcements. So you guys have been taking full advantage of your, your Gambit uh, triple infamy this week, right? I'm sure you've been in there yep. anyway at Gambit. I, I haven't played Destiny in two weeks, dude. That's not true. I, I've helped out some of our clan mates do raids, but other than that, I haven't touched it. I've been so busy. Look, look, I get right, it. so off topic. No. I called literal trash playing uh playing gambit this week it was super fun <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, tell the people how many, <laughs> how many times tell, tell the people how many times you've reset your infamy um i just surpassed 11 this week and i'm now halfway to 12 
Why? Because I really enjoy Gambit. And it should be 13 because there was that one season that I forgot to actually reset my infamy before the season ended, so I didn't get credit for it, which still makes me a little bitter. Anyway. <laughs> but but I finished, I finished my... You have the Dungeon title, right? Uh, Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. And, and I finished my Triumphant Century this week, too, because I needed to get... I've been I've been working on the medals because you basically have to clear clear the last blocker three times in a Gambit Prime match. Mm-hmm. Fine if you're not fighting the rest of your teammates to clear the blockers. You think the guy camping out near the bank and shooting things at range with a scout rifle would be an indication that he would like to clear the blockers when they come through? No. The full set of armor? You're wrong. I did actually in fact it's not yeah flat out semi a I'm sorry. For when he realized I was sitting there camping to clear blockers and he was also like, you know, slaughtering over the sword. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I said, dude, it's all good. I appreciate you. (laughs) But I finally got that one done and then said I was somehow close-ish to my invader stuff. Like I had the games won and everything done. So I was like, let me put the rest of the invader armor on. I realized I was a piece short for every other set but the sentry. But I have so many freaking tokens. I was like... Let me load up a token. That'll give me the 15 I need. Now we're good. So I've been running around invading. <laughs> I think Gambit in, not invading 100% of the time, but sometimes kind of camping the portal like some people like to do. But no, no. Invading is fun, isn't it? Especially when you have that armor. Do you have all 15 points? Like, do you pop a coin? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 oh, dude. I realized I was missing the chess piece still. And I was like, Wait, uh-huh. I have like 60 or something of these invader tokens left after I... That won't give you the 15, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, I like. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah. So if you have four of the five, pop a token, then for thirty minutes you've got your fifteen. So mm-hmm. these stupid tokens and they expire at the end of the end of the season anyway. I figure game ends, pop new token. Game ends, pop new token. So I've always got the fifteen going. So I've been running and invading again. I'm not a good invader, especially since I have to get either a fusion rifle or shotgun kills for one thing, and then linear fusion rifle or sniper for the other. So I forgot the Bastion existed for a little while. So that was... Yes. So you put that Bastion on it. Oh, my God. I, it's dirty. I felt good for it's a minute. Incredibly I walked yeah. in and like wiped three three quarters of a team, and I was like, oh, this is dumb. I should not be able to do this. I feel bad for these people. And for your shotguns, believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, some people out there are going to disagree, but from personal experience, you put a freaking boot cannon on for your shotgun, and then have just a regular shotgun and maybe like a primary, you invade with that, you do a surprising amount of work, right? As long as you don't get sniped instantaneously, you will destroy people, especially those guys that are like, oh, well, I'm going to pop a super when he comes in. No, you're not, because I'm going to boop you, and you're going to die. Dude, so good for invading if you haven't done it for your shotgun kills. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. I, I, was, I was going with a mix of uh, Yotun and Telesto. For the because it's shotgun or fusion rifle, so I was working on those first. I also ah, need to drain modes yeah. and get super kills. I've been if I happen to have a super, I've been trying to you know working on super kills too. But I need to go like stand by the bank and drain modes. So I figure one of these weeks I'll just grab a bubble, pop up, pop in there, go stand by the bank and go. No, these are my modes now. <laughs> it was a little irritating because I, I found so many other people running gambit these weeks that sometimes a. I've I've had a couple of people, you know, in the same armor set I am going, no, 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 I'm here, you're here. So we dance at each other. And if they were invader, I would invade. Because you also get kills if their invader invades your side, you get kills with those weapons, it also counts. So that helps a little bit. So you don't have to invade all the time if you have someone competent. But a couple times I've been on teams, you know, just just random, four random people together. 
that played and just destroyed the other team. I was like, but but the, you know, when I was doing my century, I was like, they they never sent enough blockers across for me to get three clears of blockers. That's disappointing, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've been I've been grinding through. I've done nothing but gambit this week, trying to work. I don't know why I'm trying to work on these. Like I think I'll have any time to get the other. Three you you know why? I've put that. I planted that seed a couple of weeks back, <laughs> saying about going for it, and you've decided. Oh look, I could go for this because I could easily get this. Yeah. Well, not easily get it, but I yeah. could get this if I yeah. put in the time. Yeah, I, I I glanced at it and I was like. Century's almost done. I was like, I looked at the invader. I was like, okay, I've got all the games won, so I don't care if I win or lose. Like, just uh, okay. And then, it's, and then I still have to do collector and and the fourth one that now escapes me. But yeah, so we'll, we'll see if that happens. But yeah, if you're triple infamy, I could send send the rank around again. And I just, I you know, I really enjoy Gambit. I just enjoy running in there and screwing around, and having a good time. Well, I think this is going to be on a three-week rotor, isn't it? Uh, so I think the week after Iron Banner, we're going to get something back with the Vanguard. Hopefully, it's going to be the Nightfall loot again, which was really enjoyable, just for like average players as well, just to go in there and get some of those enhancement cores and en- enhancement prisms. It was just worth you know playing a little bit each for that week. And then we went to Gambit. So I think Gambit will come up the week after that, and then we'll go back to ha- maybe having another Iron Banner. So hopefully be on a three-week rotation for what they're doing yeah it seems like it and, and again you know like they said this you know they're not going to work on anything new we are going to do festival of the lost so they're you know maybe something tied to that as well hmm. that'll be fun indeed i'm trying to see what armor i'm missing because i deleted a lot of my old armor when when 2.0 came out mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, you know. I did the same thing but most of it wasn't the notorious sets i, I have got i've got a couple of warlock pieces and yeah okay so i need arms and chests to complete my collection for the aesthetic reasons because it can only be aesthetic because i'm getting crap rolls on all of my armor man like, like my best roll on a notorious is a fifty-seven. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's the best roll I've gotten so far, yeah, man. No, no, it's, it's like wow. You know, to be clear, all of this armor is absolute trash. Like, like the notorious century set I infused into the invader set because it was all sitting at like nine hundred fifty or something. Like it was, it was all from a couple seasons back. So no, yeah. like, I'm not keeping any of this armor. A because it goes away at the end of the season. Well, no, you should keep it for the for the for the polymorph, not polymorph. Transmog, Transmog. Would be the Transmog. Word we looking for. yeah. Well, Polymorph kind of does the same thing, but it's temporary. <laughs> but yes, the Transmog, um, the Transmog, because uh, my favorite looking armor in the game is the glowing red invader for both the hunter and the warlock. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, dude, yes, keep it for for at least the Transmog but system. The Sentry set's already gone; it's already been infused. Yeah, but Sentry's ugly anyway. You want the invader. That red is probably going to juicy. Don't do it. It, it, It's armor. I don't care about it. And I figure if they're going to do transmog by what I have in my collections or, you know, what I have obtained at some point, great. And if not, then you can't go reobtain it. So uh, it'll be a thing. Or wait till they bring it back and do this grind all over again because I'm a sucker. You make a point, but I don't think this is coming back. I think if you delete this armor... Well, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. The armor definitely. Um, I, I could see them in the future somewhere, you know, re- reworking some, you know, some gambit specific something back when they go. Okay, now that we have one gambit to maintain, what can we do with it? But, or, or hey, something in their new engine allows them to something, something, something. I don't know. 
or maybe they'll just bring the armor aesthetic back so that you can wear like the red, white, yellow, green glows as that's part all of, I want, man. Like just like a, a traditional gambit armor. Maybe that'll be season 14, 15, maybe later on down the line that you can get those just a kind of glow for it. So maybe that's something they're looking into, which is well, why they're I removing mean, it. That would be nice, but I, I like the actual design of the armors, like how they have the snakes on there and how yeah, no, that's the what whole I'm thing about the armor is gorgeous, and I love it. We're not getting it next season with Beyond Light because we've seen what that one looks like. So maybe for when they reinvent it for you know, the next year, maybe yeah. it'll be that Gambit armor coming back and then you can right. equip gl- different glows to it depending on how you want to look or depending on what role you want to assign yourself to kind of, as you kind of do now, show your teammates what you actually want to do. So if you want to do invading, you put on your red glow to say, I want to do invading, green glow mm. if you want to go down and do the reaping, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Yeah, no, that would work too. Yeah. And for our new new light players, right, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up um, Notorious Armors for Gambit, just visually aesthetic. Um, I think you're going to want to hang on to those for when the transmog system comes in. And the other armor that's really, really good is Escalation Protocol from a visual standpoint, right? Yeah. I think those are probably some of the coolest looking armors in the game thus far. And at least my choices for the first ones to use for the transmog system when it's available. And I think at the moment, if you're doing the story quest with going and getting the enhanced at the going talking to the machine each week and picking up that quest, going off and doing the um, pyramid events. And then it tells you, you either need to go and play Gambit, Crucible or Strikes. And one of the options is to go and play the Reckoning. So that's how I managed to acquire all my Reckoning gear was I had to go and do that. And I think that was the week. Yes, I had to go and do that. And I would just kind of input that into my little moat bank thing and just pick up a piece of armor and every rotation that came up i got the armor put it in my vault and now i'm ready to go with kind of trying to do the the reckoner title so it kind of does stack up and i think the just a a public service announcement for anybody that is looking to get the Worldline zero sword as we've only got i think don't do it because it's crap compared to the other swords we have in the game (laughs) i think as we've only got like a couple of weeks left Go and get it because you want to kind of to get the catalyst. You need to attack the uh, wave seven boss on escalation protocol, and because they only come up once every couple of weeks, so and they're on a rotation. You need to. I think you just need to do damage on them or just hit them with the yeah, sword. Yeah, you just need to hit them with the sword once, and it'll give you twenty percent per hit. But you need to make sure that you get the right amount of bosses because you don't want to kind of miss one week and then end up doubling up on another one. And because that catalyst goes away uh, with Beyond Light, it may be something you want to kind of pick up now and just do the escalation protocol in the next couple of weeks to get the catalyst done as well. Demon is right, but just get the sword for your collection. Who cares about the catalyst? Because the sword is crap. All right, it is absolute crap, especially when you compare it to the guillotine, when you compare it to the other exotic sword we have in the game. It doesn't even hold water, right? Okay, but they it's might like improve it in the ocean. They might improve it. It might be something that gets improved because it's exotic. Because it's an exotic, it might get improved later on down the line. So, as Reeswan said, it is just handy to have it. And if you do get the catalyst done, maybe they'll improve the catalyst as well. Or, as they said, that what they're going to do with Beyond Light is they're going to find new ways of you acquiring the the catalyst for these things. So, if you can get it, 
it's probably worth it. And another public service announcement is if you haven't done it this week and you are a new light player or a, uh, just a new player in general, coming with a game past or beyond light, anything like that, if you've just come into the game now, the Helmsum quest that is available on Mars, if you go and find, I think it's one of the banners that flashed up at the beginning of this week when you logged in. If you can go and find the data pad, then return to Anna, uh, in, she's the NPC for Mars, she will give you a free exotic cipher. Now you can either use this to go to Rahul in the tower and buy an exotic that's been in the previous seasons. And I do recommend getting the Bastion, as Parody said, it's a really good fusion rifle. Good for PvE, good for PvP. It's just good. It's good. (laughs) But also, if you are missing other exotics and you go to Xur each week and you pick up his Fated Engram to get your extra exotic, then if you trade it with Xur, you can get another Fated Engram. So you can get two for that week by trading in the the exotic cipher. So it's a a good thing for anybody that's new to the game or missing out on the the exotics that Xur can offer. So. And the fitted it'll, it'll give you an exotic you don't have yet. So if you're new, that's a whole bunch of things you could get. And if there's you know one or two things you're you're still hunting, just can't get to drop, that's a good way to get those to drop. Just as a reminder, it'll give you something not in your collection. Or if you have all the all the exotics for a certain character, it'll give you you know mathematically the worst possible exotic for your playstyle because that's usually <laughs> for me. So. No, it'll give you another role. It'll give you another random role. <laughs> for an exotic that you currently have possibly a higher light, possibly better rolls on it. And we're talking like armor. It won't ever give you a replace. It won't ever give you a weapon now because they fix that kind of bug glitch feature that they had previously. So we'll just give you random armor once you've collected everything. So respawn, why don't you continue with your talking tech? while we, they prepare us for Beyond Light. All right. In that case, let me go back to the page that I was on. Here we go. Talking Tech Preparing for Beyond Light. With Beyond Light on Fast Approach, it is time to shift our TWAB gears a little bit. Today, we will be talking through some of the back-end changes that will be coming to Destiny 2 on November 10th. To guide us through this process, we are passing the mic to Destiny Engineering Director David Aldridge. Not Todd. Hi, Todd's been hold on. The Gator's been talking about Aldridge. this forever. Aldridge? 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 Why does that name sound familiar? So what did you say it wasn't parody? Because you, you think it's Aldrin? David Aldrin? That's what it was. Aldrin. Yes. No, Aldridge. Okay. Yeah. That's why it sounded familiar. No, no, no. I, I was reading this this week, and you know, our, our buddies over at Guardian Downcast, aka the Gator has been talking about this new engine forever. It's not the only one that's there, dude. There's also Hazelnut. There's also Hazel. Hazel has not been talking about, you know, the you know for, for weeks and months and forever about the new the new thing coming. So it's just funny that you know finally he's been going, oh, that was new. New things coming, new system, new, new everything. And and here it is, Bungie telling us a little bit about it. So no, I just want I just want to give credit where credit is due. That's all. Cool. Hazel, we still love you. Come hang out with us. Well, Hazel knows I love him because I'm always leaving him little winks in his chat. Never mind. Uh, Aldridge, uh, when Destiny Two launched three years ago, we had no idea that in 2020 we'd announce a new trilogy of expansions, among other 2020 surprises we didn't anticipate. At the time, we thought that Destiny 2's arc would look a lot more like Destiny 1. A couple of expansions, and then a sequel. 
We learned many lessons from the transition to Destiny 2 and from shipping Curse of Osiris, Warmind Forsaken, the Year 2 Seasons, and Shadowkeep. <gasps> when we evaluated those lessons, we decided not to pursue a Destiny 3. Thank goodness. But instead, to reinvest everything in Destiny 2 and make it all that it can be. Check out our longer write-up on this choice here. This is a link, by the way. Uh, to support that strategy, we've made several tech investments to help us sustainably evolve the game for years to come. And some of those investments are arriving in Beyond Light. Many of these changes are under the hood and won't affect your experience, except insofar as they help us deliver you to... Wait, Except insofar as they help us deliver you more and better destiny in the future. Although that was perfect English, I don't know why that was so hard to say. But some may result in neat improvements, curious behavior differences, or bugs. This means that on November 10th, some places and things will feel a little like sliders. Only 90s kids will get this. Oh, my God. That was a great TV show. Do you guys know what he's talking about? Yes, for I am indeed an Look it. It doesn't mean you've watched it. You might not be sci-fi. Never mind. Uh, so... <laughs> So we'd like to give you a rundown of some of the changes and possible side effects. As soon as I went to say sci-fi, I'm like, wait, we're talking about Destiny 2. <laughs> Stand by, retract statement, remove foot from mouth. Okay. Um, many of these changes are under the hood and one of... Wait. Gotcha. Uh, so we'd like to give you a rundown on some of the changes and possible side effects. We have shifted our mission scripting model to run on the physics host instead of the mission host. More details on this split here. This is a link. Let me see what this is. That goes back to this week at Munji for May 25th, 2017. Oh, that one. Gotcha. That goes way back with an interview where they talk about the differences of these hosts. Mm. Sorry. Great snakes. Wife just bought it. Okay. Um, in the interview with Matt Seeger. In the long run, this change will give designers options to create more novel mission mechanics by giving the mission scripting environment full access to the game state. Instead of the much more limited access the mission host had. For example, the physics host knows exactly where enemy combatants are and what actions they have recently performed. While the mission host only knew how many combatants there were alive in a squad and what squad was what a squad was generally trying to accomplish. And beyond light, we are not only launching the foundations of the system. And we look forward to evolving and leveraging it in the future. That's it. I mean, they were building up to something and there's ended it. No, okay. That's the way you read it. You built, built up to something and then you no, ended it. No, it's how they wrote it. It's how I read it. Okay. No. And we look yes. forward to evolving and leveraging it. The future. new scripting environment changed many behaviors in complex ways. Read that again, you donut. <laughs> it was yelling from the other room. Uh, what you might notice, the new scripting environment changed many behaviors in complex ways, and you may see interesting behavior changes or bugs in pre-Beyond Light missions and public events. Wait. Interesting behavior changes or bugs in pre-Beyond Light missions. So are they saying, like, more than usual or just different? Yes, read know. on. Yeah, there's a whole new rendering engine, so things might be different. Contents may have shifted in travel. And in public events and similar that were originally built and tested in the previous system. 
We have tested these missions heavily, lies, and stamped out many bugs, also lies, but some will undoubtedly slip through, accurate. We will be monitoring and fixing remaining bugs over time, lies. In some cases, these issues were more severe. For example, they caused the Prophecy Dungeon to be unavailable temporarily, while, hold on, temporarily. We're all excited for this triumphant return slated for the end of the year. One other cool feature in this area is face-to-face joins in social spaces. So you can now fire team up with tower friends without a long tower reload. I'm excited about that. Yeah, but we're still going to be limited on how many people can be in the towers. So, you know, whatever. Um, We have revamped our content building and patching pipeline for speed and install size. That's dope. With the tremendous size of Destiny 2, and I still feel as though that was an understatement, our complete shippable content builds were frequently taking north of 24 hours. Wow. So that also explains why when they're trying to get patches out the door, it's like, all right, we put this patch in. Now let's render the build. Okay, a day later, now let's see if it worked. So that's not great. I mean, if you think about it, when I was in programming school and I had to do like rendering for videos and whatnot, I mean, you you render our video, right? Something just that small can take a day or two, depending on your system, right? Imagine rendering an entire game that is hundreds of gigabytes huge, right? Where they like, need what? more RAM. They need more RAM in the machines. They need more everything <laughs> in the machines, dude. <laughs> need more anyway, if it were just the fact they that- could go faster. Yeah, but the fact that they can render all of Destiny within 24 hours in itself is kind of impressive, right? And now it's even better. Yeah, well, uh, we've made investments to bring that down to sub-12 hours, which resulted in a bunch of changes to our content and patching formats. We also took on work that took on work to allow us to cull content that we've upgraded or replaced. Our previous patching system had limited capabilities here. Due to trying to minimize patch sizes and other constraints. And the current Destiny 2 install has a significant amount of accredited? Yeah. Accreted? Dead. Accreted. Accredited. Accreted. What's accreted? It's dead. Whatever. Uh, Dead content, e.g. assets in the base install that were replaced in later patches that's a new word accreted i'm gonna have that's my word of the day accreted say it with me accreted moving on what you might notice due to all of these changes beyond light will be a full re-download on all platforms sorry we know this will be painful what sorry pan (laughs) we know this will be painful for those with slower or metered internet connections oof sorry and we're sorry about that to help mitigate this, we're planning to enable Beyond Light preloads sometime in the evening of November 9th Pacific Time, which should give everyone at least 10 hours to download before the gates open. Destiny- Can I just put a caveat to that? Because I think if they're going to do that, that means they're going to take the game down completely. So just be aware that the game could be down for 12 to maybe 24 hours before Beyond Light goes live. So if you're planning to do something that night, just make sure be aware that the whole game could be completely taken down so they could do this because there's no point you playing 
the pre-beyond light games on their servers and then they're trying to do this download and update all at the same time i think it's all just going to be shut off but they haven't actually referenced it yet so just be aware that that could happen yeah and don't take day one off of work to go play this game don't do it take day two or three off give them a day to get things up and running this is the this is basically d3 this is a change on the scope of d3 they have changing they're changing the underlying everything if the game doesn't come up and they have to take it down for another couple hours or another day don't be surprised that's all just want to throw that out there okay destiny 2 is insult st- in uh, insult that's not even Destiny 2's install size shrinks by 30 to 40% due to a combination of culling, unused or replaced content, install size optimizations, and moving some content to the Destiny Vault. Destiny 2's install size will shrink between 59 and 71 gigs, depending on the platform. A reduction of 30 to 40%, they reiterated. These improvements should also help us control install size better in the upcoming years. We hope to use these much faster builds to accomplish two things. One, help us ship mission critical fixes faster when game-breaking bugs arise. Reduce our overall ship pipeline depth, enabling us to work on Destiny releases closer to their ship dates so we can react to fresher information about what's happening in the live game. For example, historically, each of our seasons has had to get deep into production before the preceding season launched, preventing us from reacting to learnings from that preceding season. These tech improvements should give us one or two more weeks of flexibility on a seasonal scale helping us pivot more quickly in some situations and or cases. We have rebuilt our character face system. We know how your guardians look is important to you, and we've long waited to add more player customization to Destiny. Our original system for player faces had some combinatoric content authoring problems. For example, every decal had decal had to be authored completely custom for each player permutation permutation this prevented us from extending the area of the game with more content and features we've upgraded to a significantly more capable system with runtime decal projection for example which we hope to leverage for more player customization options in the future as a part of this process we have reviewed the existing player models with our diversity committee and employee resource groups in the studio to make small tweaks to the existing player heads. We are also building a list of guardian face shapes we should bring to the game in the future in order to increase guardian diversity in Destiny, with the long-term goal of enabling everyone to imagine themselves as their guardian. What you might notice, your guardian's face might look a bit different. Come on, come on. Day one bug. Day one bug. Huge misformed shapes, giant heads. Come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We relit portions of EDZ and Nessus. During the early stages of Beyond Light production, the lighting and skies teams had a desire to provide a visual refresh to the two remaining D2 year one destinations, EDZ and Nessus, as they enter their fourth year in rotation. I read that completely wrong, but y'all get what I'm trying to say. To that end, teams performed a relight and global lighting update to a number of locations on both destinations. 
what you might notice. Different lighting on existing. Why are they just reiterating what they're saying? God, it's so going annoying. to look different. But yeah. Street maps are going to be on in certain areas on the EDZ. In other areas, they're not. We're excited to leverage these improvements to redouble our efforts on Destiny 2, and we aim to make Destiny 2 still feel like your home away from home. Thanks, David Aldridge. P.S. Congratulations on making it to the end of this long and nerdy love letter. If your passion for all things Destiny Tech has not yet been spent, you may enjoy the Reddit AMA link that Destiny Engineering Manager Chris Kosovanich and I did a couple of months ago. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, but if you work for Destiny, I don't like you anyway. Yes, you do. You love them, don't lie. So what all does right. this all mean technically? You've you've read through all this. I mean, we're now getting lighting differences on existing locations. We're getting better customization when you create your characters to start off with. You're getting is that what I'm getting from it? That you're gonna get better yeah. or um, smaller. The game's gonna run better, the game's going to be smaller, your characters are going to look different, and the maps are gonna be better lit. There you go. And okay, and because they're moving to, you know, again, I I don't pretend to be a software developer nor a game designer. But you're using something that was, you know, seven years old to build this game. Now you're using things that are not seven years old. So whatever improvements you're getting in that technology, you know, probably leading to their, you know, having the time, you know, know, cutting the time in half that it takes them to render out the game, things like that. They're all, you know, memory handling, you know, and, you know, just like you get a a new version of new bugs, you get new versions of software tools with new features and new bugs. You can take advantage of all of those things, too. So just just getting away all the cruft and crap and all the accreted content in the game, they're doing the same thing with their tools. They have better tools, more more up to date tools to build the game with. So it's going to be it's going to be good for them, just not having to deal with all this legacy legacy tools, legacy code. And again, this is Destiny Three, starting fresh and throwing a lot of it out the door. So it literally has been rebuilt on a different server. Then is that what they're saying? And then we're just going to have to re-download that. It's it's going to look. They're not saying it's on different servers. They didn't mention anything about servers. All this was software-based, right? Yeah. We don't know what servers they're using now. We don't know what servers they're going to be using. They could be the same, right? As long as the server is powerful enough and the hardware supports the software that they're using, they could use the same servers for decades. Yeah. So they've just rebuilt the game. It's going to be separate from how Destiny is at the moment. So that's why we're going to have to re-download it because it's like downloading Destiny 3. Right. Well, it's going to be a whole new engine. Right, it is going to be a whole new game. Yeah, is it going to be a whole new engine? Did they say engine? Platform, platform engine. I mean, to um, me, they're interchangeable. I'm saying a whole new engine. If I mean, I mean, this the amount of stuff that's there. Well, well, I guess the big question is going to be: Does Destiny One stick around? Because because if, if Destiny Two is now a completely different entity from Destiny One. How long does Destiny One stick around? Because before they were sort of maintaining, you know, both of those games on the same underlying code and everything. You could, you know, and, and the same servers ish. You could maintain two games, but if these are now totally different entities and totally different code bases, totally different everything, how long do you want to stay around before they go? Yeah, we're we're pulling the plug the plug on this because it's not going to run on the new consoles and on PC anyway. Well, at the moment they are still running Destiny One. And Destiny 2, you know, kind of in the same kind of architecture. But they, you think about it, they're still running Destiny 1 on the old 360s and the old PlayStation 3s. Uh, I saw a BBK Dragoon uh, video 
only a couple of days ago where we went back to Destiny 1 just to see what it was like. And there are still people in the tower. There are still people playing the game on the Xbox 360. Right. Yeah. yeah. Doing everything. So it's still it's still alive and you know, obviously not getting updated, but it's still alive and well in the state it was left in. Yeah. So you, you've still got that version of it. You've got the Destiny 1 version that we've all left uh, for the, the next generation consoles. And then you've got Destiny 2. So you've got three versions of Destiny out there at the moment. So do they just cut off the original Destiny 360 and PlayStation 3s and the original Destiny 1 that we took into the, you know, the next generation consoles? Do they, do they make that? Or do they just think we're cutting out Destiny 2 from that kind of system so that we can still keep that going, the Destiny 1 going? It sounds like they're going to shut down Destiny 2 on older hardware. It's Mm -hmm. what it sounds like. I don't know if that's what they're actually doing, but that's what I'm getting from it. D1, this this all feels like D1's days are numbered. I mean, one, just because it's been seven years now since the game came out. And two, you know, right up until something breaks or, you know, know, some some compatibility goes away or it's not worth the time and resources to, you know, maintain these older games. But I don't know. Just, yeah. just something interesting now that we are sort of moving to this, you know, Destiny 3 world where it's new, it's shiny. I don't know. Yeah, but how many people actually play Destiny 1 to the state? I mean, I know people do go back and play it. On. I know we can. I'm not asking you if we can. I'm saying how many people actually do. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. Don't know. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. We've been over this. I think you do work for Bungie. I think you're a Bungie spy. Mm hmm. Sent here to make my life difficult. I'm sent here to make your life difficult anyway, no matter whether I'm a spy or not. <laughs> I knew it. All right, moving on. More emblems. Somebody else. A meeting. Go. Okay. So moving on. Did you say more emblems? He did. We didn't actually. We didn't. I didn't. But you were saying you did. Did you? Responder said more emblems. I heard him two seconds ago. Ah. Mandy, more emblems. That is accurate. I did say that. Do I want them? I guess it all depends on the emblem. So Beyond Light isn't just bringing Europa to the fold. It's also bringing many, many pieces of loot. This year, we're refreshing a few community emblems for you to hunt, whether it be fashion, art, or movie of the week, or the Bungie Bounty, who have some new swag to hopefully catch your eye. I'm personally giddy that we have seven total community emblems to show off. There's just something about the number seven that we love so much. So we have the fashion show, which looks very purple and red with a highlight of yellow with a, it looks like a yellow flower on it. Very interesting. I did like the Eva Lanvanti prize one a little bit better. Then we have the featured artist, which looks like it's water feature. Interesting. And Death Star Lights. Then we have Movie of the Week, which looks like a little bit more detail has gone into it. There's a human brain with a circle in it and a thinking thing and a couple of symbols. I like the look of this one. Do you guys like the look of this one? I do. Very orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very I like orange. it. Color scheme is very Halloweeny. Yeah, very Halloween Vanguard. And then we have the bungee bounty sticking with the red and the blue colors. But it's just been updated. And I like this one. I don't think I'll ever get one, but I like it. Oh. It's interesting. I'm looking at all four of these going, I will. I have no chance at, no chance at one of them. Little chance <laughs> <laughs> at the others. But they're but it's nice, nice that they're out there. I, I always wish they would say on them like what they are, because even if I see people in the game with these, you know, new ones, old ones, whatever, I won't remember what they're for. As uh, all these emblems, it's like, oh, you're an emblem from something. What? I, I don't know. 
Well, that's the thing. We used they used to tell us what they were, right? Right on the bounty, it would say how many kills you had or whatever, right? right yeah. <clears throat> but now that we can change whatever they mean, it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? Less so. So the Shadowkeep variants that are available at the moment still be available through to November 10th and there will be a few more chances to earn them before the hotness becomes available so stay tuned so if you want the ones that they've currently got available like the Levante prize uh, movie of the week things like that submit your stuff now you can get that they'd also like to take a moment to celebrate our community volunteers so if you've ever visited the help forums you may have noticed some members answering questions and linking players to general help articles and bungee authorized troubleshooting methods these are mentors, the white gloves of our community, dedicated to lending a hand to any player trying to get back into the game. Our moderators, however, referred as ninjas. I want that emblem. They work in the shadows, removing bad actors from our forms whenever the code of conduct is broken. You may see one every so often in the applying to threads, but the work is behind the scenes. It's very space goth, isn't it? I love it. Mm-hmm. As of late, we've also been receiving some help from the community moderators during the Bungie live stream. Whether they be Bungie bounties, charity initiatives, or for whatever reason we've decided to broadcast, these individuals are helping keep the chat a bit cleaner. Joining us in welcome Shields to the folds with our community moderator team. So each volunteer group will re- receive a new emblem this year. While it might seem like a minor gesture, we hope that you'll join in and give in giving them thanks whenever you see the emblems in the wild. But as like Parody just said, when you see the emblems, you go, that's a really cool emblem. Unless you actually look into it or ask the person where they got it, you're kind of none the wiser. Yeah, the mentor emblem was pretty cool. I really like the yellow shield, you know, or the you know goldy shield with the lightning bolt through it. Not a whole lot else. Other than the, the ninjas are our space goths, very much like a, a Vex harpy, all black and white, very, very Vexy. And the shield emblem, I just, I really like because it, you know, it looks like a shield and has those nice purple and blue color scheme. Makes me feel like a titan with a shield. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it just because we, we're on a podcast and we, I think we like, I like to yeah, think that we help people. But I think that they should give this to, out to other podcasts that like, you know, DCP, any other like podcasts that help Guardians get into the game or get interested in the game i think this should be something that they should give out to you mean the ninja one no the mentors because no 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 the ninja one is what you mean do i oh but yes bungie you you've you've however forgotten a very important emblem that you need to design and hand out there needs to be the cheese forever emblem for (laughs) bug reporting and improving the quality of the game for people who report bugs they need to have the cheese emblem it has to have cheese on it you can stylize cheese however you see fit i leave the artistic direction up to you but there needs cheese emblem for bug reporting. And while we're on the topic, there needs to be a no one respawns emblem because. Because Stone Cold says so. No, no, no. Just, just because. (laughs) Because Stone Cold says so. So if you're wondering how to, how do I become a volunteer? Our members are community sourced. So if we see you helping out other people in the forums or just having a good time and chat with, uh, while upholding our code of conduct, we may reach out to you and ask you like, to join up. That said, don't just do it for the emblem. We know you will respawn, but don't do it for the emblem. Do it out of the kindness of your heart and for the betterment of our community. The First of all, if they, make me, if they make me a freaking uh, moderator, because you have to be a moderator to get the ninja one, right? It's not like the, the mentor one. If they make me a moderator, please believe 
that I will be doing a lot more than just getting it for the emblem. <laughs> this is why we don't please understand this. Make me moderator, Bungie. I beg you. <laughs> don't give the dictator additional power because you know he's going to abuse it. He's told you he's going to abuse it. <laughs> I'm not going to abuse it. There's a difference between abusing and then just having fun with Using it. Using right? gain. Mm. <laughs> so, Parody, are there any special supports that we need to look out for? Surprisingly few. Yeah, this the this week has been a fun one, and a new hotfix arrived on their door, and Xbox Game Pass kicked off, and uh, the Destiny Player Support team is here to tell us a couple couple of things, but it's a, it's a almost shockingly short section. So you know, earlier in the pa- earlier this week, Destiny 2's Forsaken and Shadowkeep expansions came to Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, download it, enjoy it, play it. As a reminder, you need to own Destiny 2 for free first then get the Destiny 2 Game Pass expansions, because we have the expansions and not the game, um, what are you doing with your life? It doesn't work that way. Uh, and there's just the two resolved issues, which we've already talked about. They they fixed the crash that she's put a long video out dictating exactly what happened and how it worked, and it was a much bigger issue than any of us thought when we read this you know single line about the it coming in the fix. And the refurbished Black Armor Shader now drops 100% of the time. And current known issues, um, they point you back to the known issues article. Nothing, nothing emergent this week that they're telling us about. And I, I actually read through the, the known issues article earlier, which looks like it hasn't been updated since the 20th of August, based on the the page timestamp here. But didn't see anything anything new. There's still, you know, the things we've talked about in the past are still lingering out there. But there's nothing, nothing new, nothing emerging, at least nothing that's, you know, as game-breaking as the arrows and in a Titan Barricades, or is there? Oh, there, there definitely is, but uh, <laughs> Bungie's not going to talk about it yet. <laughs> no, so, so not not much this week. The only thing I will mention, I guess, with the with Iron Banner coming back, the point of the stag bow has the incorrect infusion cap. So if you're looking at weapons to get rid of, and you like bows, hang on to the point of the stag bow because I don't know what the infusion cap says it has, says it is right now. But I think it's ten sixty. Believe it. Yeah, I think once you've got it, you can reacquire it from collections for Glimmer and Shards, though. Ah, very yeah. good then. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes, as always, to the current issues. But yeah, nothing nothing new to report that Bungie says is going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. I think this is a first. Point of the Stag is, is a static role, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because okay. it's a pinnacle reward, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. What well, is? And as a pinnacle reward, I think it's a shame that it's not as good as the other legendary bows in its class. Which is so dumb. And then we've got our movies of the week, and then uh, you know, as a reminder, Festival of Loss is on the way. It's time to get spooky. Stay tuned for tricks and treats because they'll be coming soon. Yay! Another whatever that area is that keeps changing when you go in, and you have to do it a hundred times to get a weapon. Uh, they might change it up this year. You might be surprised. I'm always surprised. Mostly I'm surprised because they haven't changed it yet. You're always surprised. Whenever we get in the podcast, you're surprised. Of course. Even more surprised. I live my life in a constant state of, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even more surprised when Chad shows up out of nowhere and goes, hi. Oh, God, Chad. Chad is back. (laughs) If you guys didn't know this, by the way, Telesto kills Chad. Does it now? Hmm. I mean, I don't see why not. (laughs) 
In that case, I, I actually took. I, I have not used Telesto in so long because I'm just salty about never getting the emblem. The emblem. Uh, catalyst. 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 Thank you. Words, brains, hard. And yeah, I mean, and by not getting, I also mean haven't tried to get. But it makes me sad that it's just one of those guns that, you know, I, I'm going to wait for this to to flip over. But it's still mm. really good. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's th- there's a great joy in just laying the Telesto bolts around the other team's bank and then just waiting for them, just waiting for them to come run up to it and go, I'm going to make these. No, no, you're dead. You're dead is what you are. Oh, no. What, what's really good is when you use it to set a trap in PVP. Uh, that's, that's, you know, if, if breaking the game by shooting Telesto onto a Titan barricade were a thing, Pan and I would have found that years ago. There is nothing better. Anyway. Oh my God. But no, the, the Telesto, if you don't have it, is an amazing gun. I've tried the catalyst. I've completed the, the part of the raid that drops the catalyst so many times and I still haven't got it because the game hates me for some reason. I don't know why. The RNG is not strong on this one. And Zer is selling the Telesto this week. So uh, you may not hear this by the time Zer leaves, but if if you somehow do and are you know, hacking into our Discord feed, go get the Telesto. Oh, hacking our Discord feed. There are a couple of people that do that. Where's Arf? How come he's not here this week? Well, th- that's the part I was just about to get to because there's no extra stuff for you to read. This is the part of the show where we drop in not Arf Law Read or where we would normally drop it in. But unfortunately, due to a technical issue, there is no law this week from the off. But rest assured, uh, we will have some for you next week. So moving on to tips, tricks, guides and builds this week. Got a few of them for you. Nothing too crazy. Starting off with anybody that's come into Destiny 2 new this week with the game pass. I thought I'd go away and have a look, see if I can find some beginner's guides for you. So if you know anybody that's recently joined or anybody that is going to recently join, in the next couple of weeks with the game pass I've got a couple of videos for you so the first one is from crazy mr pips it's an older video so it's about three or four months old so it's not kind of up to date for game pass but he goes into it from a new light perspective so this is the free version of destiny before it came to the game pass so he goes over what which dlcs you should get so if you're with the game pass you get forsaken and shadow key goes over a basic class overview for the new players goes over the first mission, social spaces, and where to start as a new player. goes over gear and power level, weapon types, he explains those, um, and he goes over the main playlist overview, NPCs and bounties, and then he moves into the best subclass to start with. Then we have Ginger Prime, has got a Destiny 2 new light getting started in 2020 new player guide, and this is an even more recent one. I think this was only about a month ago. Including this video, our character creation. So he starts off where Crazy Mr. Pips leaves you with class, which class is the best. Deck getting started. So he goes back over the first mission. Tower quests, power leveling, navigation, uh, the shared world looter system, the different types of uh, content within Destiny, new player focus, what you should be doing. So this is quite handy. New player focus, power level, and how to increase it. New player focus for what to buy. Again, Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and Beyond Light, question mark. New player focus with bounties, weekly, weeklies, and dailies. And then Infusion, Armor 2.0, and Keeping Things You Love. Classes and their subclasses, seasonal artifacts and their mods, and what you should be doing to prepare for Beyond Light. 
and he also has a few other guides that are kind of linked in the description and he also has a link to his discord unstoppable has a controller tips for destiny 2 now i watched this and i was going to kind of skip over it but it actually is quite handy to know some of these little tips so if you are again new to the game these are things that could help improve your controller gameplay especially in pvp so this is worth watching nothing can help you in pvp he's lying as to cross gaming has got the best static role of an auto rifle which is the medley 45 so oh he, yeah he jokes about this in the opening of the video saying that he's seen a lot of other content creators go back into their collections and pull out a weapon and go well you know i'm going to just roll with this and see how many kills i can get but he actually pulled this one out and he's like this is an amazing auto rifle and it's now kind of the main stable in his loadout so this is worth a watch because i think it's one of the only auto rifles that can roll with firmly planted so that again that helps with the stability and um the target acquisition so worth a watch if you're crouching mm. so it's good for a hunter middle tree crouching go invisible see through walls that kind of i'm not a crouching type of hunter I'm, I'm not there are other people out there this isn't just for you this video yeah hunter he, he runs but i'm the best hunter so Close. You. Hmm. and then fallout plays bless him has done another another deep dive into what he actually likes doing spending hours working out various different things for us and he's asked the question do double armor mods actually stack yes you no stop spoiling for people go and watch the video <laughs> Worth watching. No, but no, watch no, the video but, because but, it tells you how much they stack, which is yes. important. Yes, it does. Mtash has come across the revelation that the Hunter's Frosties, exotic boots, are amazing and they give you 50% ability cooldown. So he tests this and then goes into PvP and plays with it. It's I've been using it for one of my builds when I was going trialing are you out. Sure it's going Frosties or oh, this is the Frosties because this is the ones okay. where if you run, it will improve your regeneration for your okay. abilities. I see. He also has another one where he uses the stompies. And so since Destiny 1, no, we are talking about it because it's no, important, right? As as a lifetime hunter, somebody who's been playing hunter since D1 and has never not used triple jump, right? When you put on stompies and you use the strafe double jump on a hunter, this is especially to to the guys that I play trials with because I hate my life, right? Because we were wondering how the hell the hunters were traversing the map so fast. We understand how the warlocks do it, but the hunters were doing it really fast too. This is how, guys. You put on the stompies, you put on the double jump that has the strafing capabilities on the hunter, and you jump forward so damn fast. It is nuts. So yes, he has a video on that. Watch how he how he sets it up. It gives you ridiculous amounts of mobility. Check it out. One of the interesting things, going back to like the Ginger Prime's Destiny 2 New Light setup uh, guide for new players, uh, talking about selecting your players. And it was really funny because he was like, now, if you play Halo and you enjoy Halo, you kind of gravitate more towards a Titan. But if you play Call of Duty, you'll probably like the maneuverability of the Hunter. And if you just like space magic, you'll be a warlock. And I thought that's quite true because Parody and I played a lot of Halo. And I played, played a lot of Call of Duty. Duty. So it kind yeah. of makes sense. So it was quite it interesting does. to actually hear that. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting. And that's, yeah, because people are always like, oh, what should I play? What class? Because it is sort of like a you know, fairly 
big decision of you're going to pick a class and then level that class. And yeah, you can always switch over and start again. But if you're just starting out, you don't want to maybe dump 10 hours into a character or even five hours into a character and decide this character sucks. I want to go to with a different class. That's holy crap. No, dude, he is, he is a freaking genius. Cause I mean, yeah, the whole call of duty thing. Right. But if you think about it, how many times have I said on air that I hate halo, right? Even though I like Bungie or I like destiny, I hate halo and it's confusing to some people. Right. If you think about it, right? Of course, I did play Call of Duty, like you said, and I hate Halo, which explains my love for Hunters, hate for Titans. Well, partially, anyway. But also why I use my Warlock as a secondary because I'm a big fan of Space RPGs. Space. Yeah. So, like, the, the Warlock is like an RPG character, you know? And I'm just like, <gasps> correct the code. Revelations have been acquired. That's actually really helpful because if people say, "Yeah, well, you know, if I'm starting out, what should I choose?" and yeah, that's a good framework. If if you like this, go here. If you like that, go there. That's really cool. Yeah, it is very nice insight, dude. Good job. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. It was one of the opening things of it where he explains about what class that you should pick if you want to get into the game and what's going to kind of keep you hooked. So. But regardless uh, of if you liked Halo or, or or Call of Duty, the Hunters are still the best class. So, you know. Ifrostbolt has got a charged Surus resistant Warwick build. So using the top tree Sentinel, and he only uses that so that he can get the extra damage when he pops his bubble. But he uses a lot of charge with light builds, as we've kind of highlighted over the last couple of weeks. Again, this is charged with light. He uses the Felwinter's shotgun as his second. When you masterwork the Surus, it gives you an increased chance at health regen. And one of its main perks is just kind of, if you do get a kill, it gives you a slight chance, but it's an increased chance of being masterworked. He uses it with the spinning up, which increases the rate of fire, and the Suros Legacy exotic perk gives you bonus damage on the bottom half of the magazine. So it's a bit like the, I can't remember the, is it the um, glass, not glass, yeah, glass half full from Destiny 1, and it's like high impact reserves. It will give you more damage at the bottom half of your magazine. And if you've got the Actium War Rig on, and that's proccing all the time when you're getting a kill and you're not reloading. You're kind of in that bottom half of your magazine when you're moving on to the next kill, especially in PvP. And he shows it. it's kind of like the baby brother to the sweet business build. So I thought this would be interesting as Iron Banner's coming back up. I couldn't find any other kind of builds for Hunters and Warlocks this week. So it's just the one for the Titans, unfortunately. Call me biased. I don't care. I mean, I mean, every okay, biased. At the end of the day, it really just comes down to put the Actium War Rig on with an auto rifle and just never stop shooting. The, yeah, I mean, it, it's good with a lot of auto rifles too. I tried it recently. This is vicious. That was just a yeah. Gun. Like I, my my first level always be the sweet business, but Suros is absolutely, absolutely the the, the mistress. Okay, but with Suros, um, you get the Tommy's match regen on the kill as well. Really good. Which is quite nice. Sorry, what is? Tommy's matchbook with the Actium War Rig, it's really good. Okay. And then finally, Crazy Mr. Pips has another guide for you. How to get three wins in trials easier. No. And it's a warlock setup and tip. Did you say no? <laughs> so this is for anybody that wants to get three wins in the trials to get the engram, or if you're just kind of doing bounties and things like that. He goes into stats users prioritize the perfect subclass and setup for people with low stats. He showcases why this setup is amazing. 
uh, the neutral game of the subclass and he shows you with gameplay and explains what he's doing so it's really interesting to watch because he talks you through how he's approaching the situation and what he's going to do and why he's going to do it and he's also said if you let him know in the comments he will do a hunter and a titan build nice yeah. T teach us your secrets yes titan build just says don't run in chin first <laughs> That was kind of general thing for all of the build for his warlock. To, you know, approach the situation like this. Make sure that you're not doing this. It's again. I think it's working with the team and working because they've got such a good neutral game. That's why mm -hmm. you know it's an all-round kind of class to use the warlock. It is. And you know. <laughs> As as somebody with a military mindset, I've noticed that tactics inside of um, trials don't work, right? Things that would work in other games and in real life, inside Destiny, they just don't work. You know, like like being wary, pieing a corner, things like that, right? Because, you know, as soon as you start to pie a corner, you get sniped, <laughs> like instantly. There's nothing you can do about it, you know? So, you have to like, strategy you're not looking at. Yeah, strategy goes out the freaking window, man. It's like, hey, you know, just, you know, try to snipe the first guy around the corner and then rush the whole team. That's that's the trial strategy for the greater majority of people we play against. Kill the first guy and then rush. It's like, daggone, man. I hate my life sometimes when I play trial. There's also kill the first guy, camp the body, wait for someone to get the res, and then snipe that guy too. There's that strategy too. Yeah, yes. <laughs> So yeah, that that's it for my tips, tricks, guide, and builds this week. Have you guys got no. anything else that you want to kind of go through? No, no. Just the, the 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 build that I gave earlier with the hunters and their mobility. It's mm -hmm. really good, really good. Okay. Okay. That's it. I don't think we have any any questions, questions, complaints, requests from our lovely people out in the world. Okay. Before before we end the show, or to go with the end of the show, I've got a few words. Merci de vous joindre à nous. Tes titans sont peu rôtis et ni te demain. Votre chasseur est le numéro 1 RESPWNSNRL. Vous pouvez envoyer un email au spectacle à l'adresse suivante toititansandaindé.com. Vous pouvez nous contacter sur Twitter à De Titan Hunter et sur Facebook chez Tout Titan N à Hunter. There we go. Thank you for joining us. Your titans are parody and night demon. Your hunter is no one responds in real life. Your robot is French. You can email the show at two titans at a hunter at hotmail.com. Find the show on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We're on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Guardian Hub and Guardian Downcast. We're on Instagram. Have been, will always be. Our Instagram game is fantastic. We're also on Facebook. And if you need raid help, that's where the Guardian Downcast and Guardian Hub can get you there at lfg.frozen.party. We're here to offer raid hindrance, trials hurt, and all the giggling you can handle. Find your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live, Respawn on PC, and soon on Stadia. We're all moving to Stadia. You heard it here first. Watch. Uh, no, we're not. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. As always, thank you for listening. And boys, say goodbye. Bye, boys. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Yeah. Next week. He just gave all the outro information. <laughs> Maybe he has to give the English version. No, I mean, the French one was good. Everybody understands French, um, right? Sir, this is the American version. You provide the English version. <laughs> we agree. You, give us the American version then. All right. With that, <laughs> guns, 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 violence, explosions. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>